Hello, ChiroCasters. I started using PCD or Preferred Chiropractic Doctor in 2001 when I started seeing the trend that insurance was not going to be paying as wonderfully for chiropractic as it used to be. Then in 2012, I started using ChiroRite for my documentation because I saw that Medicare was heading in that direction. Um, and if Medicare has in that direction, then everybody has in that direction. And now everybody's requiring electronic documentation. So I've been using these two companies for years now, and I really just couldn't practice with either, without either one. They're like the, my backbones of my practice. So I greatly appreciate both of them. Here's the podcast. Um, I came across uh, this talk from uh, Seth Scott uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I knew I had to show it to you guys. <clears throat> uh, because for a child who, if you read this, this article, a child who uh, before this was considered almost completely nonverbal and would not talk uh, much in school at all, this was a stunning thing. So it, this kid wasn't out there like verbally talking to kids normally, uh, you know, even mildly. He was thought to be almost completely nonverbal uh, and would just say a few words here and there. Um, but I loved his theme, like unexpected. Like what a great theme, right? And this is something that I think is super important for us to talk about, and it's going to be a topic for t for today, and also for for next week when we, with our uh, after the midterm, uh, we're going to have a, a class and, and talk about this. And that is like we used to think when I was a kid, uh, and there were kids in the class who had learning disabilities, they called them disabled, they called them retarded, right? They were they were labeled as there's something wrong with those kids. And I remember being so afraid of those kids, but the way I was ingrained by my loving but a little uh, not understanding parents, I was so afraid of those children that I wouldn't even go talk to them. I was like, I would like walk away in the hall from them because somehow or other I thought whatever they had was catching. Uh, I didn't understand. And then when I decided to go into the health fields, even before I decided to become a chiropractor, <clears throat> one of the things that I did when I was in college was I actually, when I, was, I went to SUNY Albany, and I worked for, back then, they call it the home for the retarded, right? Now it's the home for the developmentally disabled. But back then, it was called the home for retarded. I actually worked in, the, in a home for retarded because I was so afraid of people with cerebral palsy and mental retardation. And back then, we didn't even call this autism. We just called it some kind of disability. Um, that I wanted to face that fear, just like he said, right? I, so I purposely, for an entire year, two or three times a week, went to that place, scared out of my mind, as if they were gonna bite me or something, um, or that I was gonna catch something, and I purposely put myself in a situation so that I would be okay with it, and it kind of full circle, like I didn't know what I was doing. You know, there was no kind of thought about what I was doing back then and how it impact me now, but now a huge portion of my practice is kids like this, right? So who would have thought, right? I never would have in a million years thought that I'd be taking care of kids with CP and kids with autism and kids with developmental issues that wasn't in the construct, but it was amazing because I'm so glad I trained myself. I forced myself, like Seth uh, you know, said, is to do the unexpected. And what I'm asking of you guys is what are you doing, right? Are you following his, his you know, call to do the unexpected, right? Or are you just kind of doing, you're just kind of going through the motions, right? Are you following someone else's footsteps? Are you doing something that you don't want to do? Are you you know, going places you don't want to go? Or are you going, doing the unexpected, right? <clears throat> and you know how, how do you challenge your brain? Is by doing the unexpected. 
You know, so even, even when like people say, well, well why, do you, why do I have to do these exercises at home? It's because we want to do things that the brain isn't going to expect, right? That's why adjustments are so cool. The body does not expect an adjustment, right? This is not something that's in the natural scheme of things that would be an anticipated event, right? And that's what's so beautiful about chiropractic. But the thing is, are you doing unexpected things for yourselves? You know, are you, or are you just training yourself the way you've always trained? Are you reading the same kind of books you've always read? Are you doing the exercises that you've always done, right? Are you adjusting the way you've always adjusted, you know, since you started, you know, school? Or I suggest to you <clears throat> to branch out. I suggest to you that if, you ha if, like, if you're a Gonstead practitioner and all you know, you can move bones, bam, I suggest you take BGI or network or NET or vice versa. If you're super good at some of the other more tonal techniques, I suggest you go the opposite direction to, to challenge your brain, right? Because the way you grow is by challenging your brain. Whether it's, read, I always read romance novels. Stop. Read science fiction. Well, I don't like science fiction. I'm not asking you about liking it. I'm asking you about challenging your brain. Well, I hate reading journal articles. Read them, right? I don't like reading, you know, textbooks. Find one and dive into it. Do something that your body isn't used to because that's how you grow, right? That's what, that's what, makes, that's what makes change occur because when you do something unexpected, what happens physiologically? Well, you may adapt, but the first, when you first start doing something unexpected, what happens in your brain? You grow new synapses. You grow new neurons, Right? And, and that's how you change, right? You, and and the, the way that I see so many people, um, not everybody, but the way I see people like going into what I would call this boredom kind of thing. I, I see a lot of people retire and they go into this boredom because they just do the same things and they, they don't have anything stimulating in them. If you don't have anything stimulating your brain, where, where is that going to lead you, right? One of the, the biggest things that they risk factors for someone with dementia and Alzheimer's and those kind of things, well, a big risk factor is just like unplugging yourself and not having nothing stimulating. You want to constantly keep on stimulating yourselves. So stimulating yourselves is not just about you know, now. It's about years from now, right? So make it a habit. I think that's a beautiful thing that Seth was saying is making it a habit to constantly do the unexpected. Don't just do the routine. Don't just do what you've always done. In my office, we are constantly rearranging things. Constantly rearranging the office the way it looks. Constantly rearranging some of the procedures that we do. Constantly adding new things and taking things away. Constantly, every, you know, all, every month we're trying to change things, add things, you know, make things different. Not just for the patients, but for me and our staff so that it's not always the same thing over and over and over again, right? Because the same thing over and over and over again just produces the same results. And honestly, I don't want the same results. I want better results and better results and better results, right? So I think you know, that the take-home message from Seth is amazing. First off, that this kid who supposedly has you know, nonverbal autism um, really was able to, to talk, which is super cool. Love to know if he ever got adjusted, um, number one. And then number two is you know, do what you don't, like right now, think about like, your future here at Life University, however long it is that you have left here at Life University. And why don't you spend like the next three months challenging yourself. And if you never took a Tai Chi class, maybe you should start taking Tai Chi classes. You know, if you've never read 
anything about functional neurology, pick up disconnected kids. If you, you know, never really listen to any kind of TED Talks, start every night, pick a TED Talk and listen to it. Do something that you don't expect to create something very different. And you'll see that the more unexpected stuff you do, then the more your brain will actually like the unexpected stuff. So that when change occurs, because change is going to, trust me, things are always going to change. Sometimes you expect them, sometimes you don't, and you get blindsided. But when things change, it's not going to be so catastrophic to you, right? Because if you're so stuck in your ways that this is how we do things, this is how we always done things, right? Then change is very hard. But if you create, if you make change as a habit, right? Then that's a really good thing. Because then if something happens that you don't expect, you can just shift with that and go with the flow. And I think that's a far better way for you to, to live. So ch check this thing out. Send this to other people. I think this is a great, great motivational video.